Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by everyone knows the one that means the most, <laughs> that fills every part of your stoleless with oh, joy. It's adorable. Stoleless. What is up, Buttercup? And David the the third. Hi, everybody. And we are joined by a special guest, a surprised guest host. Oh, I'm this so morning. surprised. Or evening, or I don't know, whatever you're listening to this. Um, the Rusty Nail, who has not been on the episode in a very long time, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Um, Mr. Kersey Smurferica, is here. <laughs> oh, hey, wow. Hey. All right. <laughs> What's happening, guys? Uh, always good to have you, Chris. Welcome you back. You know what I just realized, Brian? What did you, you just were, realize, Tolis? You were talking about how you don't know when people are listening to this, and that's when I realized... <gasps> Everybody listening to this is listening from the future. That's true. People oh, of the oh. future, what is it like? Do we still have a country? Is Elon Musk still the biggest dickwad ever? Look, we don't need to talk about the new... Uh, <laughs> and no, that is not a compliment. Somewhere, some, somewhere, somewhere, someone is a bunker hiding from mutant aliens listening to this podcast. <laughs> I weep for the species. <laughs> um, Chris, for those who don't know you, why don't you share a short intro about yourself? Okay. So, um, man, it has been a while. It so, has. Yeah. Like you said, I am married to Kirsten Smurf Erica. Um, lifelong nerd. You know, growing up with Star Wars, Star Trek. Excuse me. Uh, love cyberpunk, sci-fi. A uh, little fantasy, too. Just doesn't quite occupy as deep a chamber in my heart as sci-fi. Cyberpunk is great. That is your interest because our topic today is technology. Ooh. And this is loose. This can go into pop culture, fictional technology, real technology. <laughs> I was thinking more in like the nostalgic kind when I wrote the topic, but it can go in any direction. But first... But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, the game where we talk about the nerdy things we've done over the past couple of weeks, and then we vote using Mike Myler's patented widget system. And as our guest... Rusty, you get to go first. <laughs> What's been nerdy with you? Oh, man. Um, so I guess I have the advantage since it's been so long since I've been on. Um, so yeah, it can be it can be something that happened last year for all we know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I started to get into 3D printing over uh, the last couple of months, which I really enjoy. It's very cool technology to uh, mess around with. Um, the last couple weeks, I started playing uh, Elite Dangerous you know, Space MMO, and uh, I like it so much, I went out and bought a uh, throttle and stick setup just to have that much more immersion into it. Oh, man. That is I, a slippery slope. Nerd. I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, it's been out for a while. Ooh. Yeah, it has been. It's it's pretty neat. Do you prefer to um like um, EVE Online? 
I used to play Eve Online, so I'm curious what like. What's well, more like, of a flight simulator in it? Right, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more active <clears throat> for sure. I don't. I don't. I've never played Eve Online, but I've okay. I've heard about it. I'm really years. surprised, Chris, because it sounds like something you would eat up. Because it's it's not just like space travel and stuff. It's like people set up entire economies and there's factions and it 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 gets very in depth. And and the devs do not make any of this. This is it's it's almost entirely player driven. So like all the economies and the wars, these are all issues and fights that the players create. Ninety nine percent of them caused by grudges. Yeah, where Eva's like <laughs> super super sandbox. If I remember right, Eve Online has one of the biggest um, backstabs in MMO history. Yeah. 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 It's got a lot of those. Um, Stolas, I think you brought it up as one of your nerdy things, like in one a of long our time ago, episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, now, so since I got into Elite Dangerous, I started looking into other similar games. And if you want to get into a super controversial topic, a lot of people are on the fence about Star Citizen. Some people are like, it's a scam. It's never going to come out. They're making too much money. And other people are like, no, it's definitely coming out. Just be patient. I know nothing about this. I will believe it when I see it. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I will believe it when I see it. I'm out of the loop. I know nothing about this. Say again. How long has it been in development? I think it started development when I was in high school. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's been a minute. Wow. It's been. It's been a while. It has playable content. Uh, uh. You go to their website. It has playable content. Yeah, you can walk into your ship. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you wow. consider that playing, I guess. That's crazy. Um, I will believe it when I see it. Stolas, what about you? Um, So to keep in line with the thing I said last time about the whole getting into homesteading. Yeah, let's become a farmer girl. Um, I have started getting into um, learning how to cook from like fresh ingredients. So instead of going out and buying like bags of vegetables or bags of meatballs, um, like buying like the raw food stuff like stuff that was just recently picked out of the ground i've been going to farmers markets and like learning how to cook with those things um and so i tried something new with a thing of mushrooms that i've never had before because um i i cooked with what are known as king oyster mushrooms oh cool um what now the reason why i'm sure there are a lot of people at home right now who are like i've never had those before the reason why is that oyster mushrooms are very um they're very fragile um like a lot of the really really good high quality mushrooms are very fragile so they don't last long and they're very hard to deliver or um to like ship so you won't see them in grocery stores except for maybe like some of those high-end grocery stores like um i'm trying to think of some whatever it's just fancy fancy restaurant or fancy huh like whole foods there you go thank you um because you kind of have to buy them directly from the person who just cultivated them like very recently because they will not last so i made um i made king oyster mushroom steak so like i chopped them up into slices i i scored them like you would a steak and i fried them up in like in in um in that uh what's that called uh the cure gig the Kerrygold butter Ooh, clarified then, butter yeah no 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 the no the company Kerrygold. oh like it's the irish company oh, of the irish yeah ah. um and then i also made romanesca broccoli um 
have you guys uh the romanesca broccoli that's the one that kind of like looks like it spirals up so the florets instead of being out in bunch like a whole head like you see normal broccoli each of the little florets kind of spiral out into like kind of like really interesting point and you kind of pe- take them off and oh, I've, I had, fried I've made that before yeah they're yeah. super tasty yeah and i made purple potato mashed potatoes potatoes come in purple guys yeah you oh. know what they call romanesca broccoli where i grew up i'm guessing they call it broccoli they call it brocco flour oh that's cool because it's like a cauliflower broccoli hybrid type of thing yeah it is it tastes a bit like both it's really interesting um it sounds like i'm coming to your house for dinner and oh and i chopped it all uh, or at least i topped the potatoes and the mushrooms in a um in kale chip for garnish nice um i i swear to god i know some people won't believe me but the steak or the 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 mushroom steaks tasted like beef. I don't believe you, but okay. They really did. They tasted very meaty. Okay, sure. And had like the texture of like beef fat. Like it felt like I was chewing on beef fat. Ew. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry, that's just me. I'm. It, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Hey, awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like like a well rendered beef fat. Like the kind yeah. of beef fat that kind of like melts in your mouth, not the kind that you just chew on forever. Okay. I mean, I'd try it. I'm not this. I'm not saying I wouldn't, but it's not so, something I'd order. <laughs> that was my interesting thing. Um, I I guess cooking counts as dirty. It does sometimes. Absolutely. Right? Are you kidding? Cooking is incredibly yeah. dirty. So that's what I did. How about you? I got a couple of things. Um, the main one I did was I started pulling out all my Renfair gear because I have to start airing out and washing things that need to be washed again. Because Renfair out here in Southern California is starting. Starting up again next month, and I am once again going to be working guest services at the front gate. Woo-hoo. I need yeah. to go this year with you. Mm, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Can't wait. Ooh. And then uh, oh, I want to go like a bar wench. I'm gonna dress like a bar wench. I'm okay. gonna get a corset that works. <laughs> there you go. If if you don't find one uh, to bring one, I'm sure you'll find one there. I have seen them there. They're kind of expensive. I guarantee you, you'll find something there. <laughs> but they are they are they are pricey. Oh, yeah, but most of them are, like, handmade, so... Almost all of them are. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean. They weren't made in another country. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) And then uh, the other half of my nerdy thing is I finally broke down and watched uh, The Last of Us, the first eight episodes that are out currently. Cool, welcome to the party. uh, It's really good. It follows the first game fairly closely, but it is really good. I still haven't seen it. Oh, I have, should I, should oh, I watch I it? Heather yes. and I made it through the about halfway through the first episode before we turned it off. Um, yeah, it's intense. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just felt I could watch it on my own at some other time because it was like it yeah. wasn't her cup of tea because it was too generic zombie at the beginning. Fair. Mm. I'm sure it gets less generic zombie apocalypse. I like that. Well, I like that they gave a little more definition into what's going on in the world because the That's game nice. they don't. The game just literally throws you into it and says, "Have fun." Ooh. Having, having having played the first game, it follows the story very closely, and the uh, some of the twists are still there. They ironed out some of the story. They deleted a few characters. They added a couple. You know, as they do. <laughs> or some of those sets are amazing. Oh my god! Right out of the game. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, the show I started watching was um. The Good Place. I started watching that. Oh, good. I had a feeling you would really like that. I am loving it. I'm also waiting for my double dose of uh, Pedro Pascal for uh, Mandalorian to queue up another (gasps) couple episodes before I start watching that again. I saw that. 
How far into the good place are you? I'm like started season three last okay. night. Okay. Yep. And then I'm going to my mom's house tomorrow for her birthday dinner. Nice. Because her birthday Good was birthday. yesterday. Nice. Nice. Happy birthday, mom. No, she doesn't listen. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then not happy birthday, mom. There, I've geez. I've tried. She's uh she's not one of those. She's not a listener. I <laughs> uh, man, my Maybe mom has supportive. listened to the show, by the way. FYI. Huh? Who does? My mom has listened to the show. Oh, awesome. Your mom yeah. your mom's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom su- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh how I, I was about to drive up there and slap your ass. <laughs> I was about to go Will Smith on your ass, man. Keep my mom's name out your mouth. <laughs> Yes. He probably does call her mommy. Uh, probably. Oh, <laughs> no. I will say the Chris Rock special was quite good. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen I, it. I, I, I think the controversy bits. is way blown out of proportion. Who cares? Yes, it's a of comedy course show. it is. But, oh, man, it's good. Yeah, yeah. He gives his side of it. Well, they edited it now, down now. After, but if you'd watched it when it, the live launch of it or whatever, it was whew, <laughs> good stuff. I just saw drama about it online. I was just like, I don't care about any of this so i'm just not yeah. gonna watch it it's funny i mean he's still a funny comedian yeah he's he's good i'm sure he's great yeah but yeah so that's that's what i've been do- doing nerdily this uh, last couple of weeks how about you brian what's been nerdy with you i don't remember what i shared on the the last episode uh, Had the prank wars started yet no you did the minecraft thing you talked about minecraft i this is related to minecraft i actually wasn't going to share anything about minecraft until this happened i got mm. pranked really really hard pranked or bullied huh pranked or bullied there are is two there a very different, different oh things. no it was pranked and i've been friendly with the person who did it it was a welcome prank to the server i okay. left to go afk and came back and was covered in a city in prison covered in lava which is a thing that they say happens to people that go afk on minecraft servers so it felt <laughs> kind of nice i actually died okay, that's trying funny. to get out and he showed up and helped me get my stuff back so it was All right, nice that, and okay friendly. okay okay that's cool the the place that it went a little bit too far if it had just left at that i wouldn't be planning retaliation <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. where it went was so he said he was getting off the server to do homework uh-huh because this guy's like 19. Oh my god. He said he's not good enough to serve her to do homework. Ryan picking on the youth. <laughs> instead of doing that, he starts sending me messages and screenshots of what I'm doing in the game. And he's not there. And I'm like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, you're using spectate mode. Because I the server has a service you can pay diamonds for to use spectate mode to like explore or whatever to find a new place. You know, right. just a way to kind of cheat a little bit to get... Mm-hmm. And he was and, using it to fuck with you. And he was using it to fuck with me. And he goes, no, I'm not. Uh-huh, bullshit. <laughs> to be nice, though, he did tell Heather and told her, if he starts to freak out, let him know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was not, yeah. So yeah. he's just trying to be friendly then, okay. Yeah, so I was super, I had trouble sleeping and Heather told me what Yeah, no kidding, on. that's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> so, um, well, the reason why is because I'm a dog with a bone when it comes to a puzzle, and I figured it out, and he refused to tell me if I was right or not. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to break the magician's. So you're like, so you're like, wait a minute. There's a different answer to this puzzle. (sighs) Oh, Q existential crisis. It probably would have been fine if the if the server didn't coincidentally start having technical problems at the same time because I started to think he was causing that. 
<laughs> oh no! And because there's a teleport button to travel for, far across the server, and it wasn't working. And um, I I went to check to see if he was in spectate mode because if you go into spectate mode, you can see someone who's in spectate mode. So I mm. I tried to go into spectate mode, the button wouldn't work. So I was <laughs> like, "How are you doing this?" Wow. It turns out what probably happened is because I was panicking and traveling all across the world at high speeds. Mm -hmm. He was having to constantly teleport and he buffered out the server and was causing it to lag. That sounds, so, that sounds plausible. Anyway, um, I went to bed. I disconnected from the game. I woke up in the morning and logged into the game mm -hmm. and I was in a hole filled with screaming goats. <laughs> Wow. So he was in spectate mode trying to see where I disconnected from so he could do that. That was his whole entire goal. That's just fucked up, man. And the best part is he didn't even do it. He hired someone to do it. Wow. And the guy he hired, to, the person he hired to do it charged him seven diamond blocks, which is a lot. So I paid that person seven diamond blocks and I'm waiting for revenge to happen. <laughs> I'm also, nice. I'm also building farms for prank related materials for some plants. Oh, good God. Because um, I don't know if you've heard any stories but when I retaliate with a prank, I go way too far. Yeah, so cue, uh, cue the parody song, We Didn't Start the Flame War. Yeah, I spent I spent two weeks trying to figure out which movie of the um, Dawn of the Dead my friend was going to so I could sneak into the same theater and scare the shit out of him. Fucked up, Brian. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, see, there's a reason I don't play practical jokes on people. Erica helped. Reasons just, just like that. <laughs> Yeah, I literally came in the theater a little bit after it started, sat behind them, and waited until the scary scene. I went and watched the movie before them so I'd know when the scariest scenes were. Oh my god, premeditated, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, it was such a great thing to do. Paid Brian, a ticket to see a movie that I didn't even place. stay to watch. I just scared him and left. Wow. And the entire audience laughed at him. Uh, I think we all need to check Brian's crawl space, just, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to have a conversation with Heather. <laughs> I I I haven't really done that much pranking. I think that was a harmless prank. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I didn't like fill someone's beer with piss or something. I know people who've done shit like that. Did you ever tell him? Oh, he knew it was me. I mean, I I grabbed him during the scary scene. I literally wrapped my arms around him and made a zombie sound. <laughs> Oh my god, that's fucked up. Yeah, I mean, he that's had so no way of knowing up. anyone was in the theater. That's so <laughs> fucked up. These are so immersive. Yeah, I literally went, Rah! Oh my god. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, that particular friend had told me for years that if I ever pulled a, a, a jump scare prank, he would swing first. Mm. So I, pl I played his bluff and grabbed him and his reaction was, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yep. Anyway, yeah, prank wars started. I mean, other than that, um, I've been watching this streamer called Frost Prime that I feel like it's a guilty pleasure. Mm. He's like the dick joke streamers. I see. You know, streamer where they don't really manage their audience that well and there's lots of it it's just so raunchy and not what i usually watch that i'm actually enjoying it 
<laughs> it's like every bad stereotype of a game mm. streamer. You've taken your first steps into a larger world. Yeah, yeah. Stolas, have you ever heard of Frost Prime? Stolas stepped away, I guess. Oh, I'm so dumb. My mic was muted this whole time I was saying things. Oh. oh yeah, well, you haven't said anything in a while. <sighs> oh, I'm so dumb. I was saying stuff, and I was like, why aren't you <laughs> responding to me? Okay. <laughs> um, no, I've never heard of that person. I don't listen to D-Gens. What's a D-Gen? Uh, I'm going to stop right now. Okay. That's a bad, that's a naughty word. Oh. No, let's uh, not go there. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was watching some of Maz, too. I like him. Mm. The only streamer I really watch on is uh, Godku. Yeah. He's a, he's a Warzone viber. It's literally just hanging out and fucking around. It's great. My mind is going fun. blank. What's the, Chris, what's that streamer that's a friend of your family? Through Erica? Vintex. Vintex. Oh, Vintex. Yeah. Who's that? He's been on the show, but my mind went blank. <laughs> Yeah, I actually got to meet him in person. He's a really great guy. Awesome. Yeah. And he well, just bought a house. Yeah, I mean, didn't he just like get married too, right? He did. Oh yeah. wow. Well, let's let's get to voting. Um, we each have five widgets to distribute. Distribute, Rusty. Who do you give your widgets to? Okay, so I have five widgei. Widgei. That's new. <laughs> so it is a technical plural form. So I will give. We prefer the plural the plural term a plague of widgets. Okay. Yes. Accurate. I like it. I like it. It's like a swarm? No, it's a plague. It's a plague of widgets. Much like a murder of crows or a uh, communion of squirrels or uh, a <laughs> Yeah. A parliament a of owls. Of yeah, a, a parliament, par a parliament of, owls. of owls. I love that one. Or a misfortune of ravens. What? That's what Oh, that's what a pack of ravens is called? Nevermore. Yeah, that's a cool. of finches, a misfortune of ravens. Ravens are a solitary animal, so if they're in a group, there's a very, very large carcass nearby. Mm. Unless you're at the Hot. Tower of London. Yeah, unless you're at the Tower of London. So, I will give two to Skullis. Sweet! Uh, that delicious story. Ah, it was tasty. I did enjoy it. That was very tasty. And then I will give two to David and my remaining widget I present to you, Brian. David? Oh, okay. uh, yes. Uh, let's the third. I guess I get... Stolas is next. My doesn't bad. matter. It doesn't matter. It yeah. uh, does not matter. Uh, Stolas is getting three of my widgets because being a farmer girl is crazy. Woo! Uh, I'm going to give one to Brian and the other one to Chris because 3D printing is awesome. It is. <laughs> Stolas? I will give two to Rusty because I do agree. 3D printing is really cool. Like, I kind of want to get into it because of the modeling that I do. Um, I will give, let's see, how many more do I have? I have three more? Yeah. Okay, I'll give two to David because, dude, Renfair is... I, I feel like Renfair is one of the nerdiest things you can do. I'm, I'm trying to think of it's what up could there. possibly be nerdier than Renfair. It's up there. I mean, it is a solid two months of my weekends. <laughs> right, I think maybe I think maybe like like Civil War LARP could be nerdier than Renfair, but that's kind of you mean it. you mean reenacting. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that could be nerdier than Renfair. <laughs> Shit, but Renfair is reenacting. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, it's Renfair even older. Is like, yeah, it's like one of the nerdiest fucking things you could do. Okay. Yeah, it's up there. And then last but not least, Brian. And yeah, I'll give my last one to Brian. And um I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two to myself. Ooh. That hasn't been done in a while. Hasn't been done in a while, but well done. Pulling a dick move, nice. 
and then I will give one to everybody else. Nice. Yay. Pull, pull it up, Brian. Very nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. I love Which... how I pulled the dick move and you won. Uh, Stolas is the one that won. I know. Yeah. I'm the I'm the winner. Wait, this is the second time in a row I won. Holy shit, guys. Well, you keep doing really nerdy shit. <laughs> but all I'm doing is trying to learn how to do farm stuff. I haven't even done the real work yet. Uh, exhibit it, A. We can sense your excitement. Yeah. I'm too excited. Which is really fucking nerdy. <laughs> Thanks, Speaking guys. of farming, farming oh, oh. requires all sorts of technology. Oh, God. Yeah, speaking of uh don't don't hook the widgets up to the plow. Um, These transitions are so fantastic. No. Speaking of segways. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did. There. We are the masters of changing topics. Um technology is something that's in our lives whether we like it or not. Um I don't think any of us have Luddite tendencies. We're all pretty pro-technology, considering we're on a remote recorded podcast. Um, I think most of our lis- listeners probably are too, but we're going to talk about the goods and bads of technology, the technologies we like and the technologies we hate. Um, as our guest, Chris, you get to be the first to answer a question. Wait, and I'm man. going to ask, as far as technology goes, what's a piece of technology that you grew up without that you can't believe you can't imagine living without it now. Hmm. Mm. That's such a big question. That's a big question. I think to give like a more specific example, something like YouTube, because yeah, that's that counts. That works. Yeah, I think that would work. I, it, this this podcast, you don't. It can be. It can be. It can go in any specific direction you want it to go. There's you just no wrong pick answer, one man. thing out of all those things, and then we can <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. yeah, wrong you are. No, I'm kidding. I didn't even think of things like software or platforms. YouTube is definitely something. Oh yeah. Do you do you remember your experience of like the before YouTube video internet sharing stuff? Like albino black sheep. Yeah. Like so, especially like trying to find information on things. Real. I mean, not that YouTube is isn't sketchy, but it's like you weren't sure where to go. You didn't know who this person was. I have to say, I resisted the YouTube tutorial for a very long time, and now I embrace it because I've seen what other people have done with them. But it was like I wanted to read instructions. I did not want to watch a video. And now I've changed my tune a bit. You know, I can actually remember the first time I kind of learned about what YouTube was. I was uh, saying, and it was either my first or second year of college. It's like 2006, 2007, and uh, the Boondocks, the TV show The Boondocks, oh, that show so popular. And I'm talking to my friend Brad in the uh, commons of uh, our community college, uh, Sinclair here in Ohio, and um, he's like, oh, man, you got to go on YouTube. You can watch full episodes on there. I'm like, what? Surely you can't. You know, it's copywritten. And that's back in the Wild West days of YouTube before they were owned by Google. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> People just you can put do whatever all... you wanted. Yeah, you can put whatever you wanted on there. When I think of media on the internet before YouTube, I think of yippee-dee-da-dee-dee-do-do. <laughs> That was one of the original ones, yeah. Yep. You know what I was rem- uh, what I was thinking of, and it reminded me of uh, the other day I was watching it was um the um the Family Learning Channel um rejected cartoons. Oh yeah, old the old school. Uh, my my anus is bleeding. Yeah, no watches, ticks, fire out of my nipples. My spoon. I, 
mountain's too big. I've heard all these lines, but I've never seen this. Oh, are you serious? Tuesday's coming. Did you bring your coat? It's like six minutes long, and it is just ridiculous. (laughs) It's like the original Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Kind of, yeah. It's it's like, when I think of things like that, I think of like um, um, ASDF. Yeah, kind of. It's a little more raunchy. It's a little more just like, what the? fuck am i watching (laughs) (laughs) trust me you'll enjoy it oh man it was so wild is it like sketch animation yeah kind of i think i have seen it yeah i am a banana that's it bits done (laughs) yeah it sounds similar to sdf i like i like trains kind of yeah yeah but he's getting like really fucking dark yeah yeah anywho it's great that was a good answer chris i hadn't thought about that i Uh, I don't remember where I learned about YouTube. It was like all of a sudden it was part of my life. Well, I didn't have a computer until 1998, and I couldn't live without one now. So <laughs> that's my answer. I think that's about the same for me. We yeah, I, was, computer till I was uh, second year of middle school. I was in seventh grade. We got our first computer. I was 19. I was <laughs> a lot younger than that. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I, was tw- I think I was twelve. I was... Yeah, no, ninety-eight. I I was twelve. <laughs> what about you, Stolas? What's a piece of technology that you you didn't grow up with that you can't imagine not having anymore? My fucking smartphone. I have that thing on me all the time. Yeah. All the time. I don't go anywhere without it anymore. You can't really anymore. It's kind of integrated itself into everyday life. Yeah, it's always on me. Yeah, and I've always... The more without it, you feel like an appendage has been cut off. It's It's been so great for like an autistic person like me. Because anytime I'm like, huh, I wonder how this works. Or, huh, I wonder why this is that way. I could just go, wait, I have this device that'll tell me. And it... It helps my brain so much. I mean, in that vein, we can just go the whole, the internet as a whole. I remember, I remember the world before the internet was a thing. Oh, seriously? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you wanted to look something up, you had to hike your ass to the library. <laughs> Books. Yeah. Well, you Damn you, Dewey! Is right over there. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> we we used to have an old set of the Encyclopedia Britannica's, and I used them for a lot of school reports. Oh, I remember when oh, you had to yeah. do all those database lookups, and you had to go through the newsreels. Yeah. Oh yeah, tons of fun. Yeah. Oh, the microfiche. Oh yeah, yeah old school. Uh, how about how about you, Ryan? Um, my answer will probably differ for most. Okay. Mycoprotein. I. Okay. GoPro. It's a faux meat made from mushrooms made from fungus protein and it's amazing oh okay i it um impossible burgers beyond meat all the newer okay gotcha right meat substitutes that's technology that i can't believe i lived without at some point because veggie burgers used to be bad Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. super bad. They still haven't perfected cheese. No, no, they have not. (laughs) Mycoprotein makes the best turkey and chicken um, substitute stuff. And then the Beyond Meat, they really took the nail on the head. Beyond Meat Impossible really hit the nail on the head when it came to beef products. I I am wrong. I am wrong. There is one... I tried an Impossible Burger at Carl's Jr. when they first started offering them, and it was decent. Yeah, I find that they're better if you make them at home. I, I don't like really like the ones from the restaurants that much. Mm, okay. I was wrong. There is one vegan cheese that I've tried 
It's actually really good. You can get it at Target. It's called Chow. C-H-A-O. They come in slices or some, or a little bit of blocks. Get the creamy original. They're so good. I'm very curious. What do you like about Chow? Because I really don't like that brand. I find I find that it has an unpleasant feel to it, an unpleasant flavor. The Chow cheese? Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I prefer, um, what are some of the brands I get? I prefer the, um, oh God, I can't think of it. They make a million vegan products. Daya? Yeah. Corner. I did not like Daya. Um, Daya cheeses. It's like. Did you melt it's them? Like, um, I think I did like a couple times. See, I I don't like any vegan cheeses just plain. I make cheese sauce with them. Oh, that's fair. And Daya makes very good cheese sauce. Okay. Now, Brian, I'll, you, I'll keep that in mind. What was that, Chris? I was going to say, do you think that the reason why uh, the microprotein-based things are so similar is because mushrooms naturally have that umami flavor profile like meat? Yeah, it's actually, I hadn't thought of that before. That's really insightful. That's probably why. I mean, mushrooms have been used as a meat substitute for years, but like breaking them down into proteins and making a meat substitute with them is relatively new. Corn, yeah. it, the yeah. product that we get is called corn. They patented <clears throat> the process. and corn, Yeah, corn is so good. I agree. They're we get so their, fucking good. We get their turkey roast every year for holidays and nice it's really good and easy to make it's in a little like plastic roll form and you just stick it in the mm. oven for an hour perfect yeah okay. brian is right if you want to try good vegan substitute meat corn makes top tier stuff i can't have tofurkey we used to get to tofurkey but when i had to go gluten-free we couldn't get it anymore uh, um okay Okay, so I can explain to you guys, though, a little bit as to why mushrooms are a great meat substitute and why they have that, like, that kind of taste, that feeling to it that, like, reminds you of meat based on, like, all the research I've been doing on mushrooms recently. So mushrooms aren't plant, but they're not animals either. They're a third kingdom. There are three, like, life form kingdoms, plant, animal, fungi. But the the um, the fruiting body of mushrooms, the part we eat, the flesh of it is more similar um atomically speaking and chemically speaking to animal flesh than it is to plant because it's not a plant it's not a plant yeah but if you're looking at like just at a subatomic level of like how different life forms are built up mushrooms mm -hmm. are closer to animal than they are to plant it makes me really? wonder if there's any vegans that won't eat them there are because there are some there's some people who think fungi is sentient there's no hardcore evidence for this but there are maybe some research things that kind of like hint at it being a possibility so there are some vegans who are like we don't know this for sure but i don't want to take the risk that i am eating something that's sentient and and yeah well i mean we don't know for sure plants are sentient is it is, isn't it you have that argument with the vegans <laughs> Mushrooms are considered plants, but they're not considered vegetables because a fungi is considered a class of plant. Um, they're separate entities. They're a separate I'm pretty, entity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're like a whole different kingdom entirely because they don't work like plants. No. They don't photosynthesize. Yeah, I remember I got really upset at Pathfinder campaign because we came across those screaming mushrooms. And in the uh, literature, it says, well, they release pollen. I'm like, time out. Fungi release spores. <laughs> and spores. Other yeah. fun thing about fungi, the part that we eat, the, 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 the like the fruiting body, that is the fungi's sexual organs. You're eating fungi penis. Well, that's wrong. Little known fact, that's where the shape came from. Ha ha! It's just an interesting fact. Sorry, go on. 
love the silence. If it's wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> a whole bunch of toxic dudes were like, wait a minute, eating mushrooms is gay? Like, I don't think a lot of people realize flowers are the sex organs of plants either. Yeah, they don't. I, they like, also don't sea- I like sea urchin. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's like, can we please not go down this rabbit hole? Well, I just went further down the rabbit hole. That's what you're eating when you eat sea urchin. Oh, that... Really? I yeah. That's the thing I didn't know about sea urchin. Yeah, actually. that's what part of the sea urchin they harvest and they serve in sushi bars. Oh, that's cool. I was speaking of which, kelp and seaweed aren't plants either. Oh, really? What are yeah. they? I I forget, but I had a biology professor in college. Like they're not plants. You know, they don't have roots. They don't. But they photosynthesize. Aren't they like a form of algae or something like that? They're maybe. I don't remember the exact, but I remember him kind of. They're algae. Yeah. They're algae. They're they're like plants in that they're photosynthetic, but they're algae. They're not plants. Is there like a fourth kingdom of life form that isn't fungi or plant or algae. animal? Algae. Yeah, algae. Whoa. You also have bacteria. Mm-hmm. There's there's more than. Oh, that's true. There's yeah, more yeah, than that. There's, there's and viruses. Well, yeah. Actually, okay. viruses are there's a weird one. People don't know if viruses count as living or not. Actually, viruses are alien beings from another dimension. Yep. I mean, look at the images of them, and that's what they are. <laughs> and they they modify DNA, so you know they're they're trying to change. They're trying to fix the timeline. They're inadvertently <laughs> they're inadvertently probing us every time they enter our body. <laughs> I, I love like a good probing every now and then. A virus can damage <laughs> DNA to a point where the damage can be passed on. It's yeah. so crazy. That's Speaking weird. of viruses, there's a recent technology is how far antivirals came. Let's stay away from any controversial talk about it, but as far as factual technology moved really quickly in the past few years when it came to that. No, it's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, that, I was hearing some talks about it, how we're probably not going to let that happen again because we're so much well-prepared because of what happened this time. Uh, Except for when the mushrooms attack. <laughs> um, Sure, sure, yeah. But... Except for when the mushrooms attack. <laughs> yep, you know, I've like, always wondered. Mushroom zombies? Yeah, that's literally the plot of The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you wondered, Chris? Oh, and I'm by no means an expert on it, but I've always thought that, you know, of course, viruses can do, um, you know, like you said, rewrite DNA. And we always see the negative of it, like in zombie movies, but nobody's ever really looked into, like, the positives of it. No, they what have. It's, it's Cypher or CRISPR. CRISPR. CRISPR is the positives of it. Oh, CRISPR is right, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, but as far as, like, fiction goes, nobody's ever like, hey, these viral bodies you know to infect you with this virus will basically make you a super that's true that, that uh, it really sounds like the start story. of every isn't horror that, movie isn't that how the what the basically the super serum did to <laughs> uh to fucking um captain america? Like captain america i don't know how that works you know what i take it back <laughs> this, this sounds like we're really trying to make resident evil happen what the science behind it was I don't know if they do or not. That's why I asked. You know, I take it back. There's one episode of Stargate SG-1 called Upgrades. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that, too. Yeah, they get that tech that upgrades them, but they all start running fevers because of it. And then they eventually become a mutant. And they no longer have, like, super stamina and super strength. Yeah, because their bodies fight it off. I don't think I ever saw that episode. Yeah. It was It was was one of the bottle episodes, because they're, like, confined to the base, but they have superpowers and... 
When I think about memorable episodes of SG-1, I think of the Time Loop episode. That was great. Yeah. Where he's hitting golf balls with the surrogate. Yes. Oh, my yep. God. <laughs> that was a final episode. I oh, don't yeah, think I've absolutely. seen Stargate. Oh, it's what? so good. Doesn't surprise yeah. me. It's so good. It. Atlantis is good too. It's like a, between the two of them, it's like a solid 14 seasons of TV or something like that. It's really yeah. fucking good. It's one of the better ones, honestly. And it's got MacGyver in it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stolas hasn't seen that either. MacGyver? I've seen some MacGyver. Wait, oh, that surprises me. Yeah, it's actually him. He's the main I, character of SG-1. I at least know what MacGyver is. We'll go with that. <laughs> it's the same actor. The guy who takes about... rubber bands and paper clips and makes a rocket. Yes. Now, we're talking about classic MacGyver with Richard Dean Anderson, not the yeah, new one with Lucas Till. Yeah, I'm, okay. The new one, I didn't even bother me. I, for, I honestly forgot they made a new one. Uh, yes, the, the original one, Richard Dean Anderson. Next question, I'm going to ask open-ended to the entire group because it might take a while to think of an answer. But what's a piece of technology that you have nostalgia for that kind of went away? <laughs> okay, I got one if you guys aren't going to answer. I have a nostalgia for some of those like older video games, like the older consoles. My first video game console was the NES. Now, yes, technically it hasn't gone away. You can play those games like on M later but i do really miss like just kind of sitting there on a saturday morning in front of your like dumb little console blowing in the cartridge oh and cartridges were pretty cool i mean to be fair you're an adult there's nothing stopping you from doing that yeah but it seems like it's gone away because i don't just say it <laughs> you ever come up here there's four retro gaming stores out here yeah there's a couple of them over by where i live nintendo games very easily mm-hmm. okay there's a couple of them out here too. Yeah, the, um, I really liked my Nintendo. I I liked it a lot better than uh, the Atari. I I have fond memories of the Atari, but what was funny is when I was in my twenties, if I had a party, people would gather around the Atari and play that. Yeah, I believe it. Loved hmm. playing the Atari, especially yeah. Asteroids. Yeah, I mean, I played it. I didn't own one. I played Nintendo a little bit too because my neighbors, as kids, when we were growing up, there was like six of us in the neighborhood, and one of us, one of the kids' families had the Nintendo, so one else had the Atari, and then eventually we got the Sega, and we were the Sega house. <laughs> I have to say an Atari is a lot more satisfying if you have an HD converter. I didn't even know it worked with an HD converter. They have them. Oh, yeah, but out out of the box, no. No, no, you have to get a special HD converter for that weird weird fork switch thing that they used to come with. Mm Mm-hmm. Or make your Atari graphics super sharp. <laughs> it there, it's a little box on your TV, but it looks a lot nicer than it did on a tube television. Okay, well, I huh. still have a tube television, so <laughs> wow. I play N sixty four on my tube TV whenever whenever I want to. Wow. Oh yeah, it was, <laughs> a, tw- it was a twenty seven incher man. Wow. Could move that thing if we wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a very big television. It is though. The thing weighs, the thing weighs a ton and a half. I know. Weighs as I, much as fifty inch TV now. Yeah. The invention of the LCD monitor is actually. I'm going to put that at the top of my list for technologies that I really don't want to go away because I was a tech when tubes were still the mainstream, and I had to carry those giant CRTs around. I started gaming the first time i played wow was on a flat screen crt that literally was as long as my desk was my keyboard was underneath the edge of it i was typing under the monitor 
<laughs> I remember when the LCDs first came out, people were trading out 21-inch CRTs for 13-inch LCDs oh, because yeah. they preferred them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or my first laptop had a 15-inch screen, and it was bigger than anybody else's at the time. And like, oh, shit. <laughs> I remember when 25-inch CRTs cost $3,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. I, I had a TV that had a VCR built into it. Oh, so did I. Oh yeah, one of those, it was a 17-inch or whatever. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys you guys are rich. My nostalgia This was for like technology. 99 2000, man. My nostalgia for technology is a gadget that we had in our house. Um when I when I was uh, um when I was about 18 my house burned down. And before that, my house was built in like the late 60s, early 70s. Okay. So mm-hmm. the house I grew up in had a blender that was built into the counter. Wow. It had the little fitting and you could Fancy. put the blender into the counter because wow. there was a period of time where we all want to swing, baby. Integrated appliances were really popular and they're just not around anymore. Wow, that's crazy. When the house burned down, we actually asked the insurance adjuster if they could replace it and they weren't possible. They just don't make that. But yeah, you just took the blender bowl and stuck it in the fitting in the counter and you could just blend. That's awesome. It's pretty neat, actually. Yeah, that's the technology I'm nostalgic for because it was so cool. That seems like the kind of thing that people today would try to recreate, but like act like it's new like oh we put the blender in our counter and you'd be like yeah people used to do that my um my um my aunt has one of those smart fridges oh yeah those are pretty neat yeah and you it has the little door in the front that you can just get the milk out of the the door without opening the fridge and it's like in a little airlock so you don't um you don't let the cold air out or the warm air in more accurately you know my uh great-grandmother her house was really old and in her kitchen you had the oven that was um, if i remember right it was raised but below it there's a flush panel that you pulled out and that was your stove like it was a four burner stove but it pulled out from under the uh, oven mm. when i was a really when i was a kid back in new york we had a trash compactor oh wow wow yeah i i don't know anyone who has those anymore I'm sure there are people who get them because my grandma's sister's house had one of those built in. Yeah. Trash compactor. You know, one of those little silver doors you open up to throw the trash in, then when it gets full, it compresses it into a cube or whatever. What? Yeah, Yeah. they don't make them anymore. Yeah, it looks like like magic. So you, there's an appliance that looks like a dishwasher, but it's about half the size of a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And you pull it out from under the counter, and you throw your trash in it. And then you close it, and it'll compact the trash. When it's full, you press the button, and it compacts yeah. it into a cube you can then throw away. That cube yeah. is going to be as disgusting as whatever you throw in the trash can. But... So if you put like liquid, it's gonna leak. Oh yeah, it's gonna go everywhere. Oh, that's yeah. You still put a liner in it, but it's a way of saving space in your trash can. Yeah. It. I mean, there were ten people living in the in the. I can't think of another word for it. The compound I grew up in. (laughs) (laughs) There were a lot of. Like you were raised in a cult. I was gonna say, was it a commune? I was raised in. uh, My family bought the neighborhood, so. So it was a commune. Okay. Yeah. So. That I think the correct term is ghetto, even though that's not the term people would use anymore. 
Actually, I think by definition, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah the, because my um, my great grandfather and his um, in laws and brothers and sisters, they all pulled in all their money and they basically bought a neighborhood, a poor urban area occupied primarily by a minority group or groups. The Jewish quarter of a city, traditionally, but put in a restrict and isolated, segregated area group. I'm, I don't think that would apply to this. Situation. I don't think so either. I was well, wrong. It was a Sicilian neighborhood, so okay, that's definitely yeah. a minority group. Yeah, it was. It was a <laughs> purely Sicilian neighborhood. It was, but basically, my great grandfather's friends and family all yeah. pulled in and bought a neighborhood. Sounds um, like that's definitely the textbook definition of ghetto. What? <laughs> Yeah, I. Yeah, the I, more I learn about Brian, the more I'm like, what? There were three what? houses on the property I grew up on, um, and um, so it was my parents and I, um, my mom's sister. So my parents and I, my mom's sister and her family, and um, my mom's other sister and her family, and then my grandparents. Yeah, you know, all one big happy Italian Sicilian family. Yeah, we had, and well, we were half German. The all the Sicilians lived in the area. The um and then the um you know there would be guests like every day because we'd have different family coming because every neighbor was a cousin or a brother or something. Like my aunt Otley and Uncle Nick lived around. My cousin Timmy and his dad Anthony lived nearby. There were more. Oh my god, that's yeah. Funny. They still own life, all those Brian? houses. What is your life? Who are you? <laughs> Yeah, like, who my, does this? I I can blow your mind further. Oh, my house had a library. Nice big house. Yeah, that. Well, my grandfather was a doctor, so it was a big house. But it wasn't. I mean, mm. it was my great grandfather's house. So I was yeah. raised in a trailer park. Yeah, <laughs> I I moved from there to a trailer. Lived in the trailer for a couple of years. Never lived in a house for more than three years till I was fourteen. Well, Brian, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just there were secret passages. Cool. There were secret passages in the walls. Of course, of course there were. <laughs> yeah. Of fucking course there were. There was not? also this strange night where all these people with colors for names came. I had yeah. such a, I had such a boring domestic childhood, suburban childhood. <laughs> I I am very grateful for Jesus having an Christ, interesting man. life. <laughs> I mean, god damn, right? Yeah. I it, it happens cool. every single time I tell some story you guys haven't heard. <laughs> you just blow our fucking minds. We're just I, like, yeah. what? I wish I had pictures of the wine cellar. God. I wish you did too. This sounds right. cool. On, th on that note, I'll be right back a second. Yeah, because you'd, you'd, you'd go down... So next to the, you had the kit, you had the dining room, and then you had a little passageway and a door. The door went into the bar, and then if you walked all the way through the bar, the library was on the other side. Um, in that little passageway on the right was a tiny, narrow door. And if you opened that door, you went down a narrow, steep staircase into the basement. Along that staircase, there was a crawl space that you could actually go into, and if you w crawled far enough into it you could enter other basements and other houses in the property <laughs> and if you went down those stairs into the basement and you explored there were different rooms but there was a nook off to the right that was like cavern like and the ground would get more exposed and there was like exposed rock and stuff and you went into this back room there was a wine there were wine barrels it was a wine cellar oh 
But don't think fancy wine cellar. Think creepy horror movie wine cellar. <laughs> you muted, Stolas? Way off topic, but this is awesome. I I mean, if you want to make it on the topic of technology, one of the things that was really cool in my basement was the wine press. My grandfather mm. made wine, so he collected all sorts of stuff. I don't think he ever used that wine press. I think he just did the coffee filter method of making wine. Mm. Oh, okay. You know what I want to do? Because, you know, talking about stuff, I really want to get some honey and make mead. Oh, I've always wanted to do that. Um, if you what ever come some... up to Oregon, you can get all the supplies at our very many stores that sell stuff like that. Uh, there's a great store in Long Beach that sells brewing supplies. Yep. Whoa. Yeah, there's a few stores here that sell brewing supplies. My friend Tracy works there. So now I have a question for all of you guys, because I was looking at the questions. So we talked about what is our technology we can live without? What is the technology that we're that we that we miss? But what about or and the technologies we hope never go away? But what about the technologies we loathe? We hate. We wish they had never been born. iPhone. Yeah, what I was about... say Apple products. <laughs> But what about, I never got to answer the last question. Oh, yeah, please. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Stolas jumping the gun? Come on. I, I would probably say physical media. Um, I never really thought about it until I listened to um, a podcast, uh, Stuff to Blow Your Mind. They're talking about records. Oh, I listened to that one. Yeah, and um, you know, I just forgot how visceral it was to actually interact with the piece of media, to hold it in your hand, to actually load a tape deck or put a CD into a CD player. Right. You know, to actually press a button, like a true tactile button, and not, you know, a digital button on a touchscreen. One of the coolest things I've ever gotten to experience is I got to listen to a phonographic cylinder. A, mm. a, a wax oh, cylinder. Cool. Well, it's and you know what was cool about those things is there was artistry to it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Record. There was a whole yeah. like there was a whole bunch of artistry for records and cassettes. Tried to follow it up. Yeah, and I don't just mean the artistry of like you know obviously making the music. Yeah, There's a bunch of artistry to that the record. Right, and like making it look nice and like making it look presentable. Same with CDs. Like you had to put those like labels on the cd yeah back masking right do you know what back masking is stolas i have no idea what you what that is no i don't it's where you hide backwards messages inside the record oh, oh is, that the, is that the is that the the satanic panic thing they're like if yes you play the cd backwards you hear the cd say the devil i don't know blah 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 but really it's just it's just nonsense because it's music being played backwards and the really funny thing is the majority of stuff hidden in records was just jokes yeah what about you chris um what were you gonna say about backmasking? oh um the name of the record escapes me but uh jack white owns like a small record company and uh, it's not that small but yeah they're in uh tennessee i think or no atlanta i don't remember yeah and they intentionally released an album that had a lot of the uh, <laughs> tricks you could put onto a record. So, like, under the label, there's songs. Oh, wow. There's a, there's a locked groove at the end where it just keeps, like, playing those last couple notes over and over again. Um, <laughs> wow. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. You can do stuff like uh, split grooves or um, I forget exactly what they're called, but they're actually 
they don't feed into each other. So like one song, if you put it in one, it's the acoustic intro and then another one's a regular intro, but then it feeds into the main body of the song proper. Mm, I don't know anywhere near enough about vinyl. I don't really either. I don't really collect it, but I didn't realize how interesting of, a, of an art form it could be and how we lost that connection to our media. I mean, I hear, I mean, vinyl is making a bit of a comeback. People are getting into it again. Actually, I just read an article today. Um, vinyl sales, out, vinyl outsold CDs for the first time ever. Wow. That doesn't surprise me. They are a superior product. Mm. Are they, though? I've heard that, but I like. I mean, is there, is there any, like, actual, like, empirical evidence to this? Or is it just people saying that because it's, like, you know, it's the hip thing to say? So if I remember correctly, there was an article about this in a popular science years ago. And it, because it's analog, you're getting a true analog-to-analog representation. And it doesn't have to be converted to a digital media. You know, the analog performance isn't converted to digital. So you mm. don't lose anything in that transition. And then on top of it, there's slight wobble in the needle um, that creates just a little bit of distortion mm. that people interpret as a richness of sound. You know, it, it oh, just doesn't oh, have that um, warmth if it's not the original vinyl. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, what was I going to say? It was this thing. I remember reading this thing about this. It was talking about, um, I think it was talking about like cookies in this particular thing, but it was talking about like a cookie that has like a little bit of a flaw to it. Like, like, um, I think the thing was talking about having there being like a slight fecal matter taste or smell to something, um, compared to a perfect, like the perfect, perfect cookie. Um, people will prefer the thing with the flaw over the the fake, like perfected cookie. <laughs> But look I, on David's face when you said that. When you think about it scientifically, raw digital audio content would probably be the purest level of sound you can get. But when you listen to digital content, you're listening to compressed content. When you're listening to a record, you're not listening to compressed content. So there's going to be more depth available. The ear might not be able to perceive it, but there's more there. So yeah. even though there's no real like proof that it's a subjective, it's a subjective thing. Yeah. There's no proof right. that records are better. They probably are because <laughs> you're not listening to compressed content. Um, and then, you know, if you, pay the money and do the care of setting up a record like you have to like put it in there correctly and put the needle on it you have to oh, have made the investment to get a turntable it's sort of like mm -hmm. preparing a meal versus having someone else do it there's care and value put into it which probably makes you enjoy it even more and if you're putting the expense into it you're probably a little bit more picky about your music and you're not listening to so much garbage yeah mm. it's a ritual yeah 100 percent. so maybe yeah. it's not so much like the product itself but it's like it's 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 everything involved in it there's there's a lot to it i mean you're hearing sound created through friction <laughs> it it it's there's some there's some um you could probably make some Freudian connections. Okay. Yeah, there's more of a primal experience going on. It's it's the difference between listening to music and listening listening to recorded music and listening to it in person too. There's that whole thing. Um, but I mean, if you took raw digital audio and played it through the best sound system in the world, it would probably be better than a record. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of it's all subjective too. I mean, everybody's different. Everyone likes different stuff. I mean, I have to say, um, 
since music went digital, I haven't found favorite songs. All the songs that I consider my favorite are ones I bought on CDs, but that also is because you tend to attach to the things you liked when you were a teenager and never really get out of them. Mm. I've made, I disagree. I've, I've made I've adjustments. Found... Like, I, I, I like hip-hop. I like some hip-hop now, and I never liked hip-hop, even throughout my mm-hmm. 20s. I really have... I really, really, really ha- fell in love with the um, To Pimp a Butterfly album by uh, Kendrick Lamar last year. I listened to that album nonstop from beginning to end straight for three months. So mm-hmm. I have still found albums and stuff and music that I love. You know what's garbage audio? Eight tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We I can all agree. Those all are horrible. But Betamax was better than VHS. It was higher quality. Yeah. Yep. They were more expensive yeah. to make. The porn industry didn't want to put up the money, so they chose VHS and it killed the Betamax. Gotta love that, that the porn industry is what set the industry standard. It's also what killed HD DVD. That's why Blu-ray was king. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Disney Disney said, no, we're going to go with Blu-ray. And the porn industry said, no, Blu-rays are cheaper. We're going to go with Blu-ray. Because uh, you can't fit as much on the... Di- uh, you can fit as much on the... Uh, not as yeah, it's not as compressed on the disc in Blu-ray form because you can't fit as much on them. The HD DVDs were like double and triple compressed because they were fitting three and four stacks of data on well, the single side of the uh, disc. Oh, porn. <laughs> Do you guys remember Divix? Yes. Yeah. No. They were... Codec? It was not not the Kodak, the Divix discs. No, I guess I don't. So Back in Divix the was a product that existed when DVDs were new. And... They were movies that would expire. You would buy a Divix disc, you'd play it, and then it would just stop working. It had a license that was only good for a certain amount of time or something like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that product lasted for maybe two or three years. It was, yeah, but we bought a Divix player. We bought Divix discs because we thought it was great because they were Um, cheap. A lot of companies would give out game demos and stuff of their software on those so that they they would destroy themselves after a month or so. Does anybody yeah. remember? That sounds like something that people would try to do today. No, people figured out how to crack them way too easily. Oh, yeah. All you had to do was color in the inner ring and it would like yep. ignore the... <laughs> It would all just work. It's also how you bypassed region codes on a lot of foreign DVDs when you were trying to play them in the American DVD players. What were you going to say, Chris? Sorry. Oh, there was a brief trend uh, with DVDs, just standard DVDs, of the Superbit DVD. Mm. And I don't think they ever made very many because that was right when they started to have the HD DVD Blu-ray war. Mm -hmm. But they had less, you know, because DVDs, one of the big draws was... Here's all the interviews with the director and the actors. All the special features and stuff, yeah. Right. So they had less of that to make room for better quality graphic on the disc. Huh. I I miss DVDs. I miss going through the menus and looking for secret stuff. I mean, it's yeah. one of those mediums that it's dying out, but it's still around. I mean, I still have a bunch. I honestly don't have anything. I could I could rig up my PS4 and play them in that. <laughs> we bought a we, we got a Blu-ray player with like points or something. No, we got it as a present. We got a Blu-ray player as a housewarming present. And we, um, um, I, 
I collect musicals on DVD. I collect like old shows yeah. on DVD, and because um, they made a lot of yeah. DVDs. <laughs> you you can get like My Fair Lady and stuff pretty cheap, so mm-hmm. um, we watch them on the Blu-ray. Um, but that's it for our topic. Um, Nerd Podcast Radio is supported by. Our patron, patron.com slash nerdpodcastradio, our patrons support us. If you'd like to support us, um, you can go to that website. and you We have video of this episode. We also have an extended bonus episode that goes up from this episode where we talk about stuff that we don't talk about on the show, including some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, we're... Um, also have a Discord that just went live and got connected to Patreon. Woo! So if at any level of Patreon, even the the dollar level that didn't have any rewards prior, you now get access to our you Discord server. You now get access to our Discord server. And you know, it's new, so you get it now. You can probably see stuff you're not supposed to. Anyway. <laughs> you can see us mess up. <laughs> you can see us figuring out how to use it. <laughs> Thanks for Fun being here. for the whole family. Chris. It was cool oh, to no have problem. you. I can't wait to talk to you more on the bonus episode. Yeah, yeah looking forward to it. Thanks. Always a pleasure. Well, I was Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by Stolas. Bye, everybody. I love you. Third lob boy. I mean, I can't say I've loved you all. And... The rusty nail himself, Mr. Cursey Smurfarka. (laughs) (laughs) Stay dirty, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome.